0: listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. It's a technical Monday, so uh, Sarah will join us <laughs> when she's able to. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're, as you can tell, we're having some technical difficulties today, but uh, thanks be to God, we have uh, what we have so we can continue to share with you the good news of Jesus here on KFUO. We'll get started with The Coffee Hour in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. It is time for Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Good morning, Heidi.
1: Good morning. oh Goodness, I feel like we all just need deep breaths now after all the technical <laughs> issues. You guys are holding strong. Good job, Campio. Is it your birthday? Is it Campio's birthday today? Is that it is. Is, that it is. Oh, it is yes. Happy birthday, Campio! That's so Thank exciting. You.
0: What are we? We're ninety. What are we? ninety five, according to ad. Ninety-five. <laughs>
1: That's what Nine the five. ad said.
0: You know, when you You're get welcome. to a certain age, sometimes you don't remember yeah, things. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> oh, good times. Oh. Mental Health Monday is only less than a year old. I think I should find out our birthday for that. But I've lost track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We are
0: young. <laughs> oh well, I, I'm so glad that we could all be here. I uh, I could use a good mental health Monday today, so we're continuing our conversation about. And Sarah's here now, yay! Yes, um, I so am. We, yay. we can we can continue our conversation. We're talking about identity, I, I believe. And when I read the notes for today, mm-hmm. it said episode three, but I read it as epic three. So today needs mm-hmm. to be epic. Epic. Oh no,
2: no, epic,
1: no pressure. Sorry. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Epic three, epic three about identity. You know, it's interesting because I really think identity is like a hinge in the whole development picture. So we've talked about building trust and attachment. We've talked about autonomy and exploration and our sense of curiosity. And in the new year, we're gonna move on to some of the ideas about building legacy in those later stages of development. Uh, But identity is something that is really like the core of development. And so it is kind of epic in that sense that it really encompasses the whole of development within this single component of it, if you will. Does that help, Andy? Does that make it a little bit more epic for you?
0: Very, very. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. So, yeah. So today we're going to talk about asking questions that help develop identity and help develop our sense of identity, if you will, because as we've talked about in this series, our core identity as Christians is child of God. And honestly, even for unbelievers to know that you're created by the God of the universe makes such an impact on your mental health, on the way you live and move within this world with empathy and compassion for humankind, for one another, as well as yourself. Um, and so that's one reason we want people to know the gospel is so that they can know that number one, they're created uh, by the the God who loves them, the, the Father, that they're saved, that their salvation is secure, that they're nev- no longer fighting for their worth in Christ Jesus. And so I think this conversation identity about identity comes up so often in our lives if we're open to it. And then that's such a great place for people to hear the gospel and how God has changed our view of ourself and our view of our walk in this life as well. And so, we're going to talk about one layer of questions that's kind of simple for having open spaces in our own lives for contemplation, but also others when we sit at a coffee shop, when we sit around the table at dinner time. um, Evidently, I only do identity questioning during food. I'm trying to (laughs) think of other times. But even in our Sunday school (laughs) classrooms, right? Uh, Anytime we're talking online with someone, all those places. And so, oh, goodness gracious. So we're gonna go there, (laughs) and then we're gonna also in the second half go into uh, a second layer of questions that help us probe a little deeper into uh, identity. And those questions might be reserved for more intimate relationships. Uh, We want to make sure we give people the ability to say no, thank you, to answering our questions if they're they're not in the place where they want to wrestle with things. Um, but we also want to be able to be comfortable with our own answers to these questions, our own identity, and really comfortable in our own wrestling with identity so that the people around us can feel like they can do the same in our midst. And so. Oh, one of the best gifts we can give one another is these spaces for asking big identity questions. I think our culture really has this vantage point where you should just know who you are. Good luck with that, <laughs> you know. It's, it's that idea that we are these people who should be confident and successful and strong and and just know. And so we're. Always a little concerned about presenting our vulnerability of wrestling with identity. I think the church, on the other hand, hopefully can be a place where we don't offer that same kind of sense of judgment about identity. Unfortunately, you know, we're, it's full of sinners. We all are sinners, but I do think we can do better at this, um, especially if we want to be able to meet our uh, young adults, uh, people of any age struggling with identity questions within our culture, especially sexual identity, gender identity, vocational questions, things like that. Um, I don't think we've positioned ourselves very well in the church in order to be a space where people can ask those questions. Um, But where would we rather have them ask them in the church or outside the church? You know, I think that's a big piece of that puzzle. So, so layer one questions. Who does Jesus say I am? You know, again, this is the core. We can tell ourselves all kinds of things about ourselves, positive, negative, in between, middle of the road. But asking ourselves the question, In a forthright manner, who does Jesus say I am causes us to run to the scriptures and find out we need to know more about him in order to find out more about ourselves. And so I think that questions are really important First, start. Um, Do I believe who Jesus says I am? This is hard. That's a that's Mm -hmm. another layer of that. Uh, It's. It is one thing to read who God says I am. And like we've talked about before, the book of Isaiah is really great with identity. Uh, The books of Timothy, both books of Timothy, Titus, all have these uh, really uh, identity grounded concepts on who God says we are and what our purposes are here. But it can be really hard to believe. At times, and and that's okay, uh, but we return to asking ourselves, like, do I believe that? Okay, maybe I don't in this moment, and I admit that before God, I confess it, and I ask Him to bring the knowledge of His restoration into my life. Um, and only through that honesty, I think, can the light of His truth come to us. So, what things are getting in the way of believing who Jesus says I am? Is it some Toxic relationships that I have around me that tell me other things. Is it that I'm not reading the word and that's a barrier because I don't know where to even go to find who Jesus says I am? Is it that I feel disconnected and I haven't found those places and those people who can encourage me and cheer me on and help me ask these questions for myself? Uh, so that's a really important one. Identifying the barriers is not shame filled, you guys. It's so easy to look at these things and say, oh, my goodness, I'm such a mess. And the truth is, yeah, <laughs> God loves messes, though. He, he's here for that. You know, he sent the incarnate child of God for your mess. And so we can lay that before him. So the last two for that before the Andy and Sarah question are, who do I want to be beyond a child of God? I think it's everybody's favorite segment, by the way, is the Andy and Sarah question. (laughs) Who do I want to be beyond a child of God? I know, right? So this one goes into that whole thumbprint idea that we've talked about, where, yes, at our core, we are child of God, redeemed by Christ. But he also made unique details about each of us. This is very Psalm 139. You know, he knows us in our deepest places. He knows our thoughts. He knows our desires. Uh, He knows Heidi Gaiman. He doesn't just know a blanket of child of God, like he knows those deeper things about us as well. And so that helps us dive into a little bit more about our unique identity that God has created us to be. And the last one for this is who gets a say in influencing who I am? Who gets a say in influencing who I am? Uh, And that's an important one, because again, it's just so easy to be influenced by the people around us, the kind of conversations that are in our day, especially when we go to you know, workplaces, if you will. Sometimes those are really great environments. Sometimes they're not very supportive environments. Uh, sometimes our family are those places that are great environments and sometimes not supportive environments. So just being aware of that. Whose opinion do you want to listen to? That's a big piece of what I learned in Song of Songs when I studied for my book, Altogether Beautiful, that it's so easy everything about this sense of self this body image to emotions to all the other things about who heidi is is very easily influenced by who gets to say who heidi is and you know at the core it's between me and god but it's not that simple is it Hmm. so andy and sarah who was someone in your early life who helped you wrestle with these questions of identity? And I did put a parentheses, whether overtly or as an identity ninja, because sometimes <laughs> these people are in our lives and it's not like really obvious at the time that they're helping us, uh, you know, uncover who we are, but their influence is so helpful and so important. So who helped you in your early life?
2: I really wish that I could point to an identity ninja because I think that title is just super <laughs> awesome, uh, <laughs> and maybe some of these people are. Um, I I have to. I, I think I have to point out a group of people if that's allowable in this question. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my Lutheran grade school teachers, I think, as a group, um, really helped shape, and and I think that's. I mean, that that's part of the reason why why Lutheran schools are so important because they have that opportunity to shape children. But I, I know, um, three in particular, uh, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Foreman, my, uh, music teacher, Mrs. Inkerberg and my eighth grade teacher, um, uh, Mrs. Martin, the three of them, I think in particular, um, uh, really helped me wrestle with these things and also just at who I was as a person, uh, you know, especially as you get into those what preteen, years, life gets a little <laughs> weird uh, a lot of the time. And so mm-hmm. uh, they, they really helped me through these questions in particular.
1: That's really uh, awesome, Sarah. And you pointed yeah. out really well, even that that the core i keep saying the word core today it's like the only (laughs) word i have for this i guess i'm not very creative on a monday morning i haven't had enough coffee the (laughs) the core of the identity work is preteen and teen years uh we will see it return throughout our lives we'll see pieces of it when we're younger of course but that is a really important age and those lutheran teachers man they really make an impact i'm so thankful Mm -hmm. for them me too how about you andy
0: I like all that Lutheran teacher name drop in there, Sarah. Good job. I
1: know. You're welcome. <laughs> the Hall of Fame in Sarah right. life. That's that's right. I wrote
2: them down so I wouldn't forget on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
0: I like being, I, I like the idea of an identity ninja. Maybe that, that's hashtag goals in life there, if you want to be an identity ninja. Um, so I went to. Uh, I went to public school. Uh, up until basically up until I went to Concordia University, River Forest, now Concordia University, Chicago. So, um, but I had some really awesome teachers in public school that I didn't really know much about them at that time. There was, and, and even today still in, in in that area, in that community, there's a pretty fine line or pretty, pretty definite line drawn between personal life and, and school life for for students and teachers you know as in my the lutheran school where my son goes to school like we're friends with the teachers and and we know everybody's lives but learning more about my teachers later on i learned that um one of my teachers in eighth grade had specifically placed me next to another student because he thought that i would be helpful to them um Hmm. because they had some special needs and so he placed me next to them and thought that i would be a uh, just a, a very helpful friend, a, a helper in a sense, um, that I would be mm-hmm. a good personality next to him. And being one who likes to serve in helping vocations, um, I later on realized how that was very um influencing in who i am in my identity i would also say the same of my um, middle school pe coach as well he was uh, i was not like the star athlete and i think i've probably shared this before here on true confessions or i mean the mental health monday <laughs> segments um I'm not a star athlete in middle school by any means um but my pe coach who actually was a former professional uh, I believe he played baseball professionally. Um, anyway, he um, he always accepted what I brought to the table and uh, was mm-hmm. very encouraging and supportive of whatever I presented as a you know as a student and uh, trying to be an athlete. Um, whatever I presented, he was very supportive of that. Even in the middle of middle school, where you're you know surrounded by especially middle school <laughs> boys PE you know oh, surrounded boy. by everybody trying to to prove that they're the the best at you know some sport and so he was and, and i found out uh, later on that uh, that he was a christian and and uh, that was certainly what motivated him and how he interacted with his students was his his faith in christ so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. those two. and and, yeah. and and because of that i think um you know i, I was able to to take on some uh, not necessarily sports but other athletic type things that i enjoy instead of just thinking i don't enjoy sports in general
1: mm-hmm. so Yeah, I think that person that you were just talking about for PE in particular is that kind of identity ninja kind of person. They're not Mm -hmm. walking up to you and saying, you know, who does Jesus say you are? How do you feel about your identity today? (laughs) But instead, they're creating these spaces that Mm -hmm. are available for you to ask questions and also to feel good about yourself um, within honesty. You know, I think that identity ninjas especially, they're, they're full of truth. They're not letting us uh, wallow, if you will, in our belief that we are just the best at everything, uh, but they're helping us grow and helping us, uh, uncover what is our skills, what is our weaknesses that we can work on, you know, and all of that good stuff. And so that's a really good example. I, um, also went to public school, um, but I would say my identity ninja, looking back, I think a lot of times you see it looking back, is my uh, confirmation pastor, Pastor Fraker, he's in Texas, um, and his wife as well, Sharon, they just always invited me in and gave me a safe place to ask all of the identity questions, and wow, so. man, that makes a difference.
0: Lord willing, we're going to uh, record the second half here and share it on the podcast today. So if technology all works today, we'll share the second half (laughs) of the Coffee Hour on our podcast at KFUO.org. Thanks so much uh, for being here this morning for the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
2: I'm Sarah Golza.
0: welcome back to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
2: i'm sarah Golseth.
0: it's mental health monday and also technical monday so you get the <laughs> second half of the coffee hour here on the podcast today so thanks so much if you're joining us now on the podcast if you, you were listening to the live program and now joining us for the rest of the podcast we are talking with Digan aside Gaiman for mental health monday and uh, in the first segment, Heidi, you were sharing with us uh, your identity story and who were the the influencers or the identity ninjas in your life. And you'd mentioned <laughs> um, your confirmation pastor and mm-hmm. his wife and how they were so um, influential in in your identity and mm-hmm. uh, in, in shaping, I guess, who you are. Is that that how I would yeah. say it?
1: I think having again that the identity ninja, it's like the space of people in your life who. Allow space for you to ask the questions. Oh, gosh, it is technical Monday. Like it's technical Monday, also for my words, like they're not coming out correctly. Um, Identity ninjas creates space for us to ask these questions in our life, and I think that's what they did. Also, we were not entirely regular churchgoers, even while we were not not regular churchgoers to some extent. It depends on what you call regular, and so I think. I never received a sense of judgment or like a lesser than from people who were super involved in the church and did all these things. Instead, there was just always this invitation. And when I was Henri and had a million questions and confirmation and was very angry that women couldn't be pastors and that we had doctrines I didn't understand, my pastor not only set some boundaries, which I think is important for a preteen, it, but he invited me to come and have a snack and ask more questions uh, privately with him and with his family and things like that. And so that makes a huge influence instead of treating me like my questions were silly or just letting them go. So, yeah, it's funny to reflect on the people, especially uh, as Sarah pointed out. And then I think you pointed out too, Andy, those middle school years, those teenage years, who are the people in your life who are doing that identity uh, ninja work alongside of you? So then that brings us to our next segment, which is some deeper questions for probing a little deeper into identity with one another. And I think the point of these questions is that we need them for ourselves. But again, also, I think the work of identity is kind of constant in our lives, but we don't know the questions to ask ourselves. We don't even know how to wrestle with it, especially if we're a little disconnected from the word or it hasn't been something that's been a part of our life all the time. Or if we haven't had a lot of non judgmental spaces to do this work in our families or in our places and spaces like our schools and things like that. So uh, the layer two questions include what questions do you have about your identity in this season of life? And so I like this question because it recognizes that we. Aren't always wrestling with the same thing. When I became a mother, that opened the identity can of worms like nobody's (laughs) business. (laughs) You know, when I found out that there wasn't a call for me to be a deaconess, when my husband got his call from the seminary, that opened up the identity can of worms again. And so different seasons of our lives will bring different identity cans of worms. Uh, Health problems will do this, as we've talked about before with with allergies and different diagnoses and things. That will cause you to wrestle with your place before God, um, who he is in your life, but it will also cause you to ask a lot of questions about yourself. Um, I think part of that is because in our world, when we find something major with ourselves, we tend to make it our identity, and so that's a little problematic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't think you want to be seen as uh, only the person with allergies. <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. not your goal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it can be really easy to do that because you want to find these supportive communities, you want to find uh, things to help yourself, and you want to feel better about this. Kind of broken thing in your life. And so we vacillate toward making that so much a part of ourselves that we can get into a really unhealthy space. And this is one thing that happens with sexual and gender identity. We let one thing about ourselves define our whole selves, and that's not a healthy place to be. Instead, we want to look at our whole selves and who God says all of us, as in our single self, is. So another question is, what difference does who I am make on where I spend my time and who I spend my time with, as well as what I spend my time doing? So basically, uh, the connection between identity and time, what is reflected in how I spend that gift of time, how I steward it. Uh, So often, uh, we Recognize one thing is really important to our individual identity, our details about ourselves, but we might not spend any time on it. And then that we feel that disconnection internally and it can be difficult on our identity processing. Uh, A couple more uh, would be... uh, Oh, goodness. What curiosity is God building in you about yourself and your place in the world? And so this kind of goes back to those early autonomy and exploration questions. Uh, But what what makes you curious can kind of unravel, untwist Mm -hmm. up some of those identity things for us. And that can be really helpful. The last one I have is who has God put before you to walk alongside you in the work of wrestling and understanding themselves deeper. So we, like everything else, understand things within relationship. That's the way we were created. Not only our relationship with God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, but also our relationship with one another. So when we sit with someone to help them unravel their identity, we learn things about ourselves. So asking yourselves who around me is wrestling with identity and stating it out loud, those people are the people who will help you reflect then deeper on your own identity and help you understand what there is to learn about yourself. So my Andy and Sarah question for this section is who in your life Helps you wrestle with these questions now. You know, we talked about our early life, but who has God put in your life today that helps you, whether overtly or as an identity ninja? Or the second half of that question, I think, is what spaces allow you to ask questions and to further understand your identity? Um, Because both those things are important both the people and then also those non judgmental spaces. So Mm -hmm. who wants to go first?
2: Uh, so, my number one person on that list in my life now would be my husband because I am a very verbal processor, uh, and
0: <laughs> so sorry I shouldn't laugh. That's
2: right. It is <laughs> so he's also kind, very kind. Yes, uh, he's a very <laughs> patient man. Um, so I, I, and, and I have struggled with probably nearly every one of these deeper questions in the last four years. Uh, just because of all of these life changes that happened all at once, um, and so I, I mean, my brain is constantly working, but then it also ends up coming out of my mouth too. So I just I process through all of these questions verbally, and he's the person that's around me most often. So he gets to listen to all of this, and
0: because no one can be around <laughs> anybody right now, so.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> true.
2: Exactly. So so he, uh, but but he does help me work through these things and focuses my 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 path and my my attention to, um, to to appropriate places to to really wrestle with these things and think through them. Um, also, my best friend, who I don't, I'm not around at all because she doesn't live here. But Facebook Messenger is a wonderful thing, um, and we have had so many conversations uh, back and forth uh, on both ends uh, for both of us wrestling with vocation, and that has been a huge blessing for me for sure. Um, and then the second part of your question, the space. Uh, this might be a little weird, but the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook has been huge um, for—I know for me and for uh, several other women who are in there. But to have this place to talk about stuff and to ask questions um, and to to be uh, virtually, quote unquote, with other women who have this, this these same beliefs about vocation and about our doctrine and Lutheran beliefs—to uh, be able to to kind of have a sounding board. Has been a really wonderful thing, and and having our, our like behind the scenes uh, chat with the, the three other hosts, um, they've been they have been wonderful when I'm struggling through some really crazy like somebody's mean to me on Facebook and I don't know who I am anymore. Uh, those kind of questions, they've been <laughs> really great with <laughs> with with talking me to, uh, talking me through those kind of things too. <laughs>
1: I really appreciate your honesty in that, especially with social media, because it is a great place to do some of this wrestling. And it's also a little bit of a difficult place, no, a lot of a difficult (laughs) place sometimes because it. It it feels like such a representation of who we are that we can really feel that identity wrestling come up uh, inside of us, and so that's a really really good point. And we'll talk about that more next week when we talk about the benefits of wrestling with identity together. I'm I'm pretty sure social media is going to come up in that one. So <laughs> how about you, Andy? Before we run out of time,
0: um, both yeah, my wife uh, as well. Uh, in, in terms of the the things that we share as um, especially in being parents uh, together to um, mm-hmm. questions that, that, that just naturally come up when um, understanding your identity and also helping your child understand their identity. And mm-hmm. as, as especially the question earlier about, or the, the point about what makes you curious and um, just trying to watch that in my son. But I, I would say also, in, in it, particularly for me, I would say my my trail brothers, uh, those who I, I run trails with, um, that's where we have a lot of really good conversations that are very thought provoking and deep. Um, and it's also you have to you really have to get it in in just a few words because when you're breathing that hard because you're running up hills, um, <laughs> you you try to pack in you know the most meaning into the fewest words.
1: <laughs> that is a really good point, which I could always benefit from. People who help me speak in in slower, you know, like a slower speed, those are usually uh-huh. good identity ninjas. And then also people who help me get it out in fewer words. I like that. That's good. <laughs> good tip. Good tip for identity today.
0: Well, and I think also with all the just the oxygen flowing, that sort of thing, I think my brain's working better at that point, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know
1: hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> good times. Well, and you can see uh, you also mentioned then a space essentially in, on the mm-hmm. trail, you know, out, mm-hmm, that's a different right. space. And I Absolutely. hadn't really thought about any place like that being outside. I think you're right. When I'm hiking, these identity questions are kind of coming up very naturally for me. The deeper conversations mm-hmm. are happening. Oh, I love that. Good job. Creator God. Right. Having those <laughs> mm-hmm. first article presence of God with the second article, work of Jesus Christ in us. That's awesome. That, that's a really mm-hmm. good way to, to wrap this up today, I think. And just a reminder that, again, Isaiah, really great book to turn to for identity. Um, I wrote, He Calls Me Loved, which is a study of Isaiah. And people even write in the reviews sometimes like, maybe this should be called the study of identity in Isaiah. And I'm like, well, that could be true. Um, it's that's all true. about the different things that God calls over us the titles he gives us. There's a lot of names of God in scripture, but guess what? God does the same to us. And he he tells us who we are very clearly in some ways. In other ways, he leaves up to uh, to the wrestling, if you will.
0: Hmm. Wrestling. I, I like that. I think <laughs> wrestling is, is an important word to use here because so often many assume that the, the Christian life is about things that are, it, it, when you're a Christian, it's just going to be easy or the answers are going to be there. But we know that's not it. There's that tentatio there. There's that constant Mm -hmm. wrestling of uh, learning more about who we are as, as God's children and to one another. So Mm -hmm. great stuff. Good content today. That's uh, very helpful to me. And, uh, maybe I should go run a trail now. So (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to uh, mental health Monday on the coffee hour. Thanks so much, Heidi, for being with us today.
1: Thanks. Looking forward to next week.